Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Ton of hockey action. The Oilers back on the ice, and you are some fired up, no question. Again, we will take calls uh, today at 105. We'll tell you the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell Brendan, Chris, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. Uh, momentarily, we're going to hook up with our NHL insider, John Shannon. For legacy heating and cooling, this text comes in from Doomer out of Grand Prairie, who says, Bob, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, at what point does Ken Holland start to do dot, 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 anything? Losing is a trending tradition in oil country, and Holland is growing that tradition at an incredible pace. Holland is in California enjoying the weather when the rest of the oil uh, country is in shambles. What did fans do to deserve this type of treatment? Uh, at this point, the Oilers don't need a coaching change or a goalie. They, didn't need, they need a GM change. That one comes to us from Doomer. And I will tell you that there are texts that are coming in on basically every aspect of the organization, uh, which is what happens when you go 2-10-2 on a 14-game uh, run. Again, you go 16-5, and five, everybody gets credit. And when you go 2-10-2, everybody gets criticism. As we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, bring aboard John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John. How you doing? First of all, Bob, I want to say thank you. For what? 
Uh, you got to got me away from my snow plowing. Oh, that's exactly what I'm doing today. I am snow plowing. We got about 40 centimeters last night. So, well, uh, the the Stoffer, the humble Stoffer boat in the city south side. Uh, we don't have a uh, snow plow. Yeah, uh, but we do have a neighbor. <laughs> and he likes hockey tickets. And he's be a, nice to him. He's a great kid. He's just be, be he's nice a, to him. He's well, first, I know. I'd, we got our first winter storm of the year, kid. so yep. so I'm uh, I'm living the dream. Did you say that's you, the the first snowstorm of the year? Yep. Yeah. John, yesterday in our little cul-de-sac, uh, they piled up roughly about five days ago, somewhere between an 18 to 22 foot uh, yeah. snow, and uh, the trucks were out yesterday and they removed it for us. Because it was, it was, and I'll credit the people from uh, the city, because I'm sure what they usually get is people bitching and complaining. So I, I, I put a call in and I just said, look, there's, there's children from down the street. I don't even know some of these kids from the families further down the street, and they're coming in a cul-de-sac and they're, they're, they're climbing up the, the. Uh, the, yeah. And I and I, I said I'm worried that somebody's going to get hurt is what I said. Like my kids are older, they're they're not doing that sort of stuff. But I, uh, you know, kids are going to be kids and they're going to be fun. And I I learned stupid things the hard way, and so uh, they were they were kind enough to come out and get that taken care of yesterday. So special thanks to the city for uh, uh, doing that for us. That was great. Uh, all right, John. Uh, it couldn't have. I mean, up three-one heading to the third period you, you, against a team that's been outscored by twenty-three goals in the third period all season, and just an absolute train wreck for the Oilers in the third period, and uh, a brutal loss which the team could ill afford. And if Oil Country wasn't hot before, it's hot now. Give me your assessment. It was ugly. There's no question about it, and, and uh, you, you know, quite frankly, you could feel the momentum change. I think every Oiler fan could feel it change um, at 3-2. to two. Uh, and, and then you wonder, what can the team, what can the team, what can the coaches do at that point to, to change the direction of, of the game? And uh, unfortunately, nothing, nothing could be done or nothing was done in order to, to alter that. And so it, it shouldn't really... It, 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 at three-three, after the, the second Norris goal, at three-three, you, you knew nothing. You knew it was in doubt. Um, and from that perspective, the emotional side of this thing is taking a much bigger toll than the actual practical side. It's hard. It was hard to watch. Yeah, and I mean, there's some people that just don't like the Oilers. Like that's that's yeah. that's. There, I mean, there 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 is a. Oh yeah, but you have to, Bob. You have to you have to respect, and I, I know you do. Uh, I know you do. You have to respect what the fans have gone sure. through since oh. 2006. Absolutely. Uh, and the roller coaster that they have lived. And, um, and it, you know, it's one thing if there was a consistency to the losing, um, but there, there, there became at certain times in the last five years so much hope. And it, it, it's almost worse now because there was so much hope. You know, wh- well, whether it was the, the growth of McDavid, the growth of Dreisaitl, you know, this team in the playoffs that year, was that 2017, I think? Yes. Um, and then, you know, last before the pandemic really caused the pause, the, how well the team was playing, 
uh, and then this, and sixteen and five. I mean, that, that's, that's why that, this is that, even more difficult. That's, that's why this yeah. is even more difficult. What I was going to say, what John, just in terms of th- there, there's non-Oilers fans out there that are enjoying this. Some of it stems from Edmonton winning the lottery and getting McDavid. Ever since then, you know, you guys are on the clock. Boom, here we go, and. Uh, and you get off to a 16 and five start, and there was the, the special teams were great. The, the three goalies were all above nine. They were winning games without Mike Smith. They're all above 914. Um, you know, Connor and Leon were putting up two points per game. There was concern from some of the fans about the Oilers' depth scoring. The the five on five play was significant, yep. uh, and I think that was a fair assessment. And you know, John, that there were people internally in the organization pushing uh, to look at certain players that were rumored to be out there available. Seattle has had uh, has been a team in flux because it hasn't gone the way uh, they, they thought and 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 thought, you know, they got to get bigger in the bottom six or it's going to come and eventually cost them, and I think it has. Here's the thing, John. When you're 16-5, and five, everybody gets the credit, and when you go 2-10-2, it's not just one thing, is it? It's a multitude of no. things that uh, puts you in that position. No, and and then you you know when you're 16 and five, you're not forced to make adjustments. You're just doing everything right. Your 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 coaching staff is is on the has has the right messages. Now everybody's questioning every message, and that becomes the difficult part of it. And 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 there and believe it, you know there is a there is a big difference from sitting in your living room and your family room watching on the big screen and being in the room and being behind the bench or being on the bench. Um, and there are times where you you think you know what's going to happen, you think you know how to fix it, and it's just not fixable. And that becomes the big challenge is how do you fix it, how do you make it better. Um, and, you know, we, we talk about this all the time, Bob, and it, I'm not making excuses at all. But the emotion of this game becomes such a factor. You know, not scoring the first goal, that's an emotional factor. Being up 3-1 and and losing the lead in the third period, that's an emotional factor. How to manage your emotions. And to me, there is an expectation that the senior group of players has to manage that better. That's not on the, that's not on the coaches. There is, is there something on the coaches? Absolutely. But to me, a lot of this is on the players and how they manage themselves through these situations. Who can pick themselves up? We saw a little bit of that on Saturday night with Darnell Nurse's goal. You know, and you, you know as well as I, you see it on Darn- Darnell more than anybody on this team. When he feels he needs to do something, he's playing in all three zones. Yeah, well, He's doing everything he can to be in all three zones. Just make sure he doesn't get caught in the defensive zone in the, you know, when he's trying to defend. But those are the types of things you see that you think, yeah, something's going to happen. And you know, unfortunately, it didn't happen enough. All right. So the starting point, and, and goaltending was part of the success through the first 21 games. All yep. three goalies above 914. Uh, Easy when you score five goals a game, though. No? Stuart Skinner. Uh, tough start. I didn't agree with Terry Jones's piece. I thought it was, you know, it's a 23-year-old goaltender. He's entitled to write what he wants. Don't personally agree that it was, you know, anyhow. Bottom line is Skinner's at 882 with a 2-3 and three record since, uh, during this run, uh, and he's been up and down. He's also gone 6-0 and oh in the minors during that stretch. Uh, you got Mike Smith at 0-2-1 at 877 since coming back and then getting hurt again. And then Koskinen at 0-5-1-8-66. Goaltending's been a factor, and people will say, well, that's also on management, right? And and maybe to, now, in fairness, 
they tried and were in hard on Markstrom, and they were also... Um, they were in on Kemper, too. And they were in on Kemper, and if not, I don't know who was advising Philip Grubauer, but why <laughs> would you possibly leave Colorado if you're the goalie there? Well, you weren't going to get the, the term, nor were you getting the money in Denver that you were getting in Seattle. And here, here's the thing, Grubauer is a different guy. Grubauer is a different cat, um, Bob. He loves the outdoors, uh, which is one of the reasons he loved being in Denver. But Seattle offers a similar similar scenario, uh, and he, they offered more job security. Yep. They offered more yep. job security. But, but that, by Grubauer going to Seattle... That was the domino effect, absolutely. Now, we have... So, some will say, well, you know what? It, Ken Holland had to get a goalie. And the default position became Mike Smith after not getting Camper, and my and and Dave Tippett's been tied to Mike Smith. Like like I guess my point in it is it, well, hold you can't, on, hold, you just just let me, let's let's back up a bit. Mike Smith last year in the regular season was phenomenal. Nine twenty three. I mean, Mike Smith Mike Smith's value to this organization last season, and that's what that's the only thing you base it on is what he did for you and what his relationship with his teammates was, was phenomenal. So I don't, I, I, you know, and what you were trying to do is you were trying to upgrade so that you had Kemper and Mike Smith. Right. You know, so I, I don't, you know, I, I was laughing when somebody said, well, they're, you know, Kenny's not in town and he's not face, not living it. Kenny Holland is living this every minute of every hour of every day. It is driving him around the bend. You don't. You can't tell me he's not trying to think six ways to Sunday to try to improve yeah. this hockey team. He knows the pressure. You could see that. You could hear that in his voice at the press conference last Tuesday. I mean, I, I've known Ken a long time. He knows he needs to win. He knows that this team can be better. But, you know, just because he's not in Edmonton doesn't mean he's not trying. All right. I just want to circle because it often starts in goaltending in this business. You know that. And, again, I'm not solely – like, it's a collective. that They're collectively in the you-know-what together. We all yeah. know that. Uh, people say, well, what about some options out there? Mark andre Fleury. I don't know whether or not Fleury would wave to come to – now, I also am led to believe that Colorado is looking at Mark andre Fleury, and that might provide an opportunity for the Oilers to revisit Camper. Uh, some people say, what about Carey Price? I just, there's been an update out of Montreal on Carey Price, and it's not good. Uh, basically, Carey Price is back to starting over in his rehab. Uh, to me, Carey Price would be an off-season thing. I don't even know how you'd make the money look. Uh, money, money work, you'd have to do a lot of work, and you'd have to be cool. sure that he's, like, they would have to eat a lot of money, which would cost you more assets. Um, and so, I... And, and then the further compound thing, Skinner ends up getting COVID. So he's probably not going to – I mean, I guess if he tested positive Saturday night after the game, which is a possibility, uh, if he wasn't feeling well by the end, we could be in a scenario where maybe he – I don't think he'd be cleared for Thursday, but maybe cleared for Saturday. So, But you know that they're, 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 they're thinking of ways, but we're not even sure – and it's not excuses. Have you heard the same on Fleury? We're, I mean, he does have the right – to basically dictate a little where he'd theoretically go, would he not? He has. He certainly has a bit. Uh, there's no question about it. And, and you know, but is Chicago out of it? You know, this becomes this becomes the issue. And, and you know, here's the other thing. Um, you know, the, the management group that's in Chicago right now, are they going to be the management group at the trade deadline? 
you know that's you know they're gonna they're gonna hire a president and hire a general manager in Chicago. So you don't know what that issue compounds things. Right. Um, you know, I do think if 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 Alan Walsh. Uh, who's uh, Mark Andre Fleury's agent goes to the Blackhawks and says Mark would like to be moved to a contender at the deadline, then he will be moved, and the Blackhawks would would acquiesce for the long term. Okay. But I, I I don't think that that day has come yet. I, I actually think that uh, Flower is actually enjoying his time in Chicago right now. Yeah. So, it, it, listen, uh, just to go back to the Oilers, this is this is not excuse building. My wife always says when I give her reasons, she says that those are excuses. This is not excuse building. This team is not playing well at times, and this team needs to improve in order to get back on track. That's right. the bottom line. And the question is, is it, does that mean you make major changes? I don't see that happening. But I do see you know, the players having to look inward and trying to make adjustments in order to try to improve things. Okay, so uh, I mean, I, I, you know, it's funny with the coaching. One of the one of the criticisms that I one of the things that's befuddled me a little bit. Everton goes into St. Louis and Samarukov's paired with Bouchard. Uh, the other night, Lagason was with Bouchard. I'm like, why have we not seen Keith with Bouchard? You bring Duncan Keith in. Yeah. He's played close to 1,200 games in the NHL. He's a veteran guy. Oh, he'd be perfect to play with Bouchard as a lefty-righty. Con- and the only time they play together is when they're on the PK. So that that's one where I'd say, okay, I understand people, because I'm thinking the same thing. Like, why is Lagesson with Bouchard? Why not play? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's I don't know if that gets discussed, if that gets debated, but I, I in my mind, that's a question I've been asking about is with the pairings. You know, it's, it's, here's here's what I would say to that is uh, I, I do think at two ten and two, the coaches have to be a have to be a little more open-minded. The coaches do have to say, okay, we got to try something different. Yep. Now, some would say Saturday they, they tried something different with the pairings. Um, you know, was there any success there? Was CC with Nurse, was that any better? You know, that, that's, that's an interesting one. But at the same time, you know, you know I, I was one of those guys, I, I liked Bouchard with Nurse. You know, I mean, and it's funny, you load up, you load up your your top forward line with two players. Why wouldn't you put your your two yep. most offensive defensemen together? I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's all very subjective. Uh, the decision is the coaches at this point, uh, but they have to be open minded and be and, and and take some input. I think at this point. Uh, Elliot Friedman uh, was on Friday and he says, "Hey, it's not going to be good if the team misses the playoffs." That lends itself to the automatic question from the fan base concerned about McDavid. Uh, you know, uh, Jeff Jackson plays. A, I mean, uh, Jeff Jeff Jackson represents Connor. He's yep. got. A, by the way, he also represents Evan Bouchard. That's right. <laughs> so uh, I just I, I I find this. I would say it's probably a little premature to be making that. Like John, the reality of the situation is, if the order and some fans right now say Stoffer, there's no way they can get out of this. I think the team can get out of this, and I think they're in the right division to get out of this, John. What about you? Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, they have games in hand now. I mean, the team to watch right now that they're, that's ahead of them is San Jose. What's going to happen in San Jose? They've, had, they've played so many more games. I know you have to win the games in hand, uh, and that's going to be the pressure during the Olympic break, the so-called Olympic break for the Oilers to make up some ground. Um, but, I, you know, you know they're, 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 the components that win 16-5 and five are still on this club, Bob. Yes, um, the power play, you know, it isn't isn't what it was that first little while. So, what adjustments need to be made there? Have been, have the teams around the league made enough 
adjustments to Cadillac the power play. Cadillac killing has you know, been in a free Ryan Nugent, Last I checked, Ryan Nugent Hobson's not in the lineup. Yeah. You know, we, we, I think we, we always, and I'm one of those guys, I always undervalue him on this club. But, you know, he does things, a lot of little things he well. He touches every aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, they, it's, you know, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And, it's, and, and the word patience is not one that every Oiler fan wants to hear. But you know what? How many how many wins can they string together for people to stop complaining? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have that answer. Yeah, and they well, got a tough I, I team coming think, into town on Thursday. I do think it's understandable when a team goes two ten and two that you're going to have frustrated, oh, sure. exasperated fans. I, Absolutely, they have every right to. That comes with the territory. I, uh, I'd be more worried if they weren't complaining at all, Bob. The one I'll, I'll say this: they worked a lot on one on one, two on two compete drills, and I think there is a perception that the team uh, can be boxed and pushed out of games and they're the easier team to play against yeah and i and as 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 we know the pro and amateur meetings are taking place they got to find a way to get some more size in the lineup up front like for me and 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 sometimes that might mean taking a chance on a guy that's a fourth line guy in another organization that maybe isn't playing or isn't the right fit for one, one man's junk is another man's treasure you know yeah. Well, I mean, listen. I, uh, there was a, there uh, was a big. There was a, a Stenland is down on a one-way deal right now of Columbus. We mentioned Bastion before, and I'm talking about Bastion before he went on waivers. Like there was yep. people knew he was not playing in Seattle, and that situation, and they knew the moment he went on waivers, New Jersey five teams claimed yeah. the guys. So we he's, knew a he's, tough, he's a tough. He's a tough guy in any team at this point in the in in the COVID year with with the taxi squad. You need a Nick Bastion around your team. Yeah, and I just did not understand, you know, why the team wasn't a little bit more proactive. And it's, oh, well. you know, whatever. Thing is, and I mean, I, I, I am not Dave Tippett. I'm not doing Dave Tippett's job. But in my opinion, I, when you play Leon and Connor together, you're playing them together for 23 minutes. If you separate them, you're playing for 46. Well, they're separated now. Great stuff, yep. John. We'll see what sort of uh, uh, passion, and I expect a lot on the phone lines coming up at 105 and exasperation. I might, I might have to tune in while I'm using my snowblower. All right, there you have it. That's John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Legacy, legacy, heating and cooling. Back with the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown. When we return on Oilers Now, it's 1255 at Edmonton. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you, 1257 in Edmonton. And we are going to head into the Oilers Now injury report brought to you daily by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. They are the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Stuart Skinner placed in COVID uh, protocol by my count 21 Oilers at one time or another have gone in COVID protocol. Kyle Turris is still in that protocol, uh, was not on the ice today. Um, Dylan Holloway uh, 
likely to come out of it in the next couple days and to be assigned finally to the American Hockey League. Jay Woodcroft coming up today at 105. Mike Smith did not uh, practice with the main group out with that ligament issue with his thumb. Ryan Nugent Hopkins did not practice with the main group. Uh, He uh, is out with a lower body challenge. Chris Russell was actually with Evan Bouchard today, which is a sign that he might be in the third pairing ready to go for Thursday's game. And if that happens, the Oilers will have to make a roster move. Very quickly, elsewhere around the NHL, Brendan, anything you wanted to shed some light on? Yeah, just that uh, TJ Oshie is going to miss some time for Washington with an upper body injury. Two to three weeks as well for Connor Brown, who played with a broken jaw against Calgary. Uh, scored in that game, was out of lineup Saturday. So uh, he's going to miss uh, two to three weeks. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, you on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.